You are listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church, located at 3144 South Home Avenue in Berwyn, Illinois. We invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9 o'clock a.m. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy Good Friday, or perhaps repentant Good Friday. Um, one of the things that's challenging for the church is to take a night like tonight and not make it about like a funeral for Jesus, to not just make it a time when we come here and mourn. I mean, we're certainly here to, to look on the crucifixion and ponder our sin and the punishment we deserve, but there's also a reason why we call it Good Friday, because it's good. That even in the pain and death that we witness in Christ's resurrection, we see victory and new life in our Savior. And that points us to what I'd like to focus on tonight. Jesus' words when he says, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Not from the world, that's what Jesus says. The world and, and Jesus, the way their kingdoms work, is so very different. And we can see that in much of this story. Uh, Jesus, sitting there in front of Pontius Pilate, is a perfect example. Pontius Pilate is there with a symbol of Rome's power. He is there to be mighty and impressive. His job is to dole out justice. And he does it by spears and guards and shields. He does it by imposing his power on the people around him. And the way the world works is that leaders use their power to hold on to it. And they make other people suffer. That's what Pontius Pilate does. Jesus is there. He's an innocent man. And Pilate knows it. He goes out and he says there's nothing wrong with him. He is an innocent man. And yet, does he let him go? No. He knows what he should do. And he tries to give Jesus every single out but Jesus doesn't take it. And so Pilate, out of fear of losing his position, losing his seat as the governor, decides to condemn an innocent man. He makes other people suffer for him. And we can see that. People do that all the time. We use... Uh, Outrage to score cheap political points. Churches will often do this when they can't let go of something. That's why uh, voters' meetings will be destroyed by the color of the carpet. Or when we are doing things that just don't make any sense anymore and we hold on to it because it's mine, my thing, and we can't let go. The world's way of using power is to grab it, hold on to it, and fight other people. 
But Jesus is totally the other way around. I told you Pontius Pilate gave him every out. He tried to get Jesus to defend himself, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't say anything about the charges. He just sat there and took the judgment. Through the whole story of his passion, that's what he does. He waits and he takes it. He doesn't defend himself. He doesn't protest his innocence. He doesn't go out and do something different. When his disciples come and they try to, try to fight for him when he's being arrested, Peter pulls out his sword, he cuts off an ear, and Jesus stops him. Because Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. His kingdom is a one where the leader suffers for his people. One where a God will take on death itself and go to the cross to die for us. Refuse to grasp the glory he was due and take the shame that we're due. How many of us can say we do that? That we would take the hit for other people. We would give up the things we love most for the good of someone else. That's what Jesus does for you. His kingdom is not of this world. Jesus' kingdom also doesn't look the way you'd expect it to, with the kind of glory that the world expects. Pontius Pilate had that glory. He was set up in this big and beautiful symbol of Rome's power, the praetorium. He sat on this judgment seat where he executed justice and sometimes criminals. But even more than that, he was in a symbol of Rome's power. Rome was the kind of nation that was always going out conquering other people. It had built this expansive kingdom, taken down many, many nations, all by the power and might, and everything in that was wrapped up in this building, in this pilot. Would have been pretty glorious, pretty scary, pretty powerful. But Jesus was the opposite. He didn't look mighty or strong or powerful when they nailed him to a cross. He wasn't beautiful or gorgeous with the blood running down his face or the whip marks on his back. He looked just about as weak as a person can. He looked broken. And yet, behind all that is the true glory of God. It looks terrible, it looks horrible, it looks weak. But it's the power of God for our salvation. A God who dies on the cross. I'm sure you heard about the fire at the cathedral in Notre, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Terrible, terrible event, right? This huge, massive fire, roof falling, destroying all of these wonderful, priceless artifacts. It is just a testament to, to the, the glory of an achievement, this building with glass and all this stuff. The organ there is a priceless instrument. All my organist friends, as the building was burning, they were like, save the organ! Now that it's burnt, Immediately afterward, a bunch of people started donating for its rebuilding. The nation of France is kicking in some money. A lot of rich people are doing the same. 
You know why they're doing it? Because it's an architectural marvel. Because the art is beautiful. Because it's a priceless artifact. But that's not what made Notre Dame beautiful. She was built not to be glorious, but to reflect the glory of what happened in her. The preaching of the word and the giving of the sacraments. France is now one of the most secular countries in the world, and it stands more as a tombstone than as a church. A shack out in rural Arkansas can be far more beautiful than an empty cathedral when God's word is preached there. Styrofoam-tasting wafers and cheap wine are far more glorious than that beautiful rose stained glass window because the power of God is there. It's not the building or the walls or these impressive things. What it is is a Savior who died for you, who broke himself for you so that you don't have to take that, so that you don't have to die like that, so you can live forever. The glory of the church is always hidden behind this weakness. Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. It's also not of this world because this world is coming to an end. That's the thing about the world, isn't it? Everything ends. Even that mighty Rome, Pontius Pilate, the governor, he, he sacrificed Jesus to his own ambition so he could stay there, but he didn't stay long. He was kicked out of his seat. The mighty empire of Rome itself, it lasted for a long time, but all it is is a memory now. Nobody even speaks their language. All sorts of things come to an end, but not God's kingdom. In fact, in what looked like an end, Jesus on the cross was actually the beginning. You see, the devil and the world, it threw everything they could at Jesus to stop him from saving us. It threw temptation and betrayal and guards and beatings and whippings and a crown, and Jesus still stayed there on the cross to die for us. Sometimes I wonder, if Satan had just not done anything, couldn't he have stopped all of this? If he had simply just sat back and said, have fun, if he hadn't sent the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all these people to beat Jesus up, you've probably heard the story of the scorpion and the frog. Frog and the scorpion are at the side of a river. Scorpion wants to get across, so he goes to the frog and says, hey, can you put me on your back and we'll cross the stream? The frog says, no way, you're going to sting me. Scorpion says, well, if I'm on your back and we're out in the middle of the water, if I sting you, both of us will drown. That would be crazy. The frog thinks about it and says, okay. So Scorpion climbs on his back and they head out into the water and the scorpion stings the frog. The frog goes, what are you doing? Now we're both going to die. And he says, that's just what I do. No matter what the devil tried, 
no matter what the world could do, it couldn't escape its end. It couldn't break free from its nature. It couldn't break free from the salvation that God was going to give for us in destroying it, bringing it to an end, and giving us something new. That's what the cross is. Hiding behind Jesus dying there, it's the beginning of the kingdom of God. When Jesus is lifted up and the crown of thorn is put on his head, that is his throne. That is the seat from which he reigns over the kingdom until he comes again. That is the beginning of our victory. Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. That's what he tells Pontius Pilate when Pilate is questioning him. And it reminds us of how powerful our Savior is. But not in the ways that we expect, but in only the ways that God can give us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church. For more information about getting involved, please visit concordiaberwin.org. Like us on Facebook at Concordia Lutheran Church and Little Lambs.